Hello and welcome to episode 95 of the Misanthropod. I'm Drummer Matt and as always I'm joined by Wib. Say hello. Hello. And we're unfortunately not joined by Snipe today. Uh, no, uh, unfortunately we are not because um, she's having a, a very bad um, mental health time at the moment and Aww. just a very bad physical time uh, because both both of us got really, really fucking ill and neither of us are really over it. Um, but when combined with the other yeah, stuff... Yeah, that's um, not a good yeah. combination. <laughs> no, but we are we are soldiering on regardless, and that was really yeah, fucking really weird. weird. Really weird, <laughs> really weird. Really <laughs> weird. Like, I, I was ready to do it myself, and I was like, yeah, that would be weird. That would be already weird. And then, and then it was like, no, 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 you do it. Okay, cool, cool. Ah. Yeah. I, I hope we've done you proud tonight. That was, that was in your name. <laughs> I feel like we need to up our mentions of, you know, John Bernthal and Dix, and we need to make up some words and then tell some dramatic lies about something for a bit. <laughs> um, I mean, I can, prob- I can probably manage some lies later on. I'm not sure right now. I think I have to build up to the level of snipe lie. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm not quite able to pull that off, just apropos of nothing. Um <laughs> Also, I've just realised that it means I'm going to have to, like, concentrate for the entire length of recording. I can't just zone out and rely on you two to talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> this is hard mode now for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> we've, honestly, we've always thought what would be really fun one day is um, for neither of us to be on it and you to lead it and have, like, a couple of guests on. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that'd be weird. Yeah, we thought that would be a okay. fun thing to do okay. one day. All right. <laughs> um, but yes email in your suggestion for guests <laughs> just everyone <laughs> you can you can you can just wrangle like 15 guests it's not our problem <laughs> yeah. do i have to edit it as well then in that case oh that's not fair you've not done it before oh no <laughs> we'll have to edit that okay no you're allowed one guest <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway uh shall, shall we try and uh get this on the rails then yeah yeah um, i think we're so doing good yeah, yeah, we're, we're doing okay. Um, a little scared, a little nervous, but we're doing it. <laughs> right? I don't um, know why. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I mean, yeah. As, I've, I've literally recorded, this is the 95th one of these, and that's not counting other podcasts I've been on. Yeah, apparently, you re- you remove one person. Holy shit, I think, is this... Oh shit, this is the only podcast I've ever been on that Snipe hasn't. Oh, that's why, yeah. Oh, okay, that's why it feels really weird. Okay. Um... <laughs> But yeah, uh, so we released a new Codex Compliance. Um, yes. Which was on a really weird topic, as in I literally put on Twitter, um, like a start this month, I think, um, saying, giving a few clues and saying, if you can guess it, I will literally mail you a letter calling you a brain genius or something <laughs> like that. Um, no one got it. No oh. one got even close. Um Yes, it was on Fiend Factory, which was a column that ran in White Dwarf from, oh, I'm trying to remember offhand now, 1978 to 1986, I think it was. Um, I'm, I'm not as good at facts when I've not got a script. <laughs> yeah. um, 
but yeah and it just uh, it published D and D monsters and yeah we, we just kind of stumbled upon it because we were originally going to do a video that was like um sort of like our old uh rogue trader videos yeah where it was yeah. top you know 10 weird and wonderful things and we were thinking of doing something like that but with old white dwarf and that didn't really work out but what we sort of stumbled upon really soon was that the things that we kind of really latched onto was the fiend factory stuff uh, because if you haven't seen the video, uh, go and watch it. It's, it's, <laughs> Codex Complaint is like the only series we do that's good. Um, <laughs> um, but we, um, it was it was a thing where they put they published D and D monsters for a D and D mostly, as far as I'm aware. I think I think some of the stuff was compatible with regular D and D, but old D and D is weird. Um, and they would publish monsters. Some of them were written by people who were working for White Dwarf, and most of them were submitted by readers. Um, and yeah, there's just a lot of weird stuff, uh, and some of it eventually became canon, and yeah. Uh, so it's all a weird thing, and there's lots of monsters that are currently in the current um, monster manual that are that came from White Dwarf, which is just Yeah, that's the weird, weird thing. Mm. Like just having it, some like random readers email it or I guess write in mm. um, with their own monsters is quite good fun. But then see, oh, actually, this is a like established monster within the D and D setting, and it was just some dude wrote in, and yeah, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I I do wonder if some of the people who wrote in and sent in monsters kind of feel a little bit uh, conned mm. <laughs> because they got an issue of White Dwarf for something that then Games Workshop had the rights to. And then gave to Wizards of the... Well, I know it was TSR at the time. Um, to then publish. And then they've obviously made a lot of things using those monsters that they created. Mm. They probably feel that was, in on reflection, worth more than a 50 to 95p issue of White Dwarf. <laughs> yeah. But, hey-ho. Um, but, big thing is, um, we had no idea how this video would go down. And people seem to really like it. So, that's really cool. Yeah, um, yeah, it was good. I very much enjoyed it. It was very out of left field, and thank you. Mm. Um, I think I was I was talking to you about this uh, this earlier. I think the reason why the reception has been so positive is because this is a subject only about four people know anything about, so <laughs> it's basically impossible to well actually us on it uh, because people just look at it and go, "Yeah, they're probably right. I've never looked." <laughs> yeah. um, so that is a good point. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't usually stop people, but... Yeah. Ah, absolutely not. But uh, but I guess that's a lesson for anyone who wants to make a YouTube uh, career, is only pick subjects that literally no one knows about, and then you're fine. Um, <laughs> maybe the algorithm might be a problem then, but I'm sure you can work it out in time. It's probably okay. <laughs> um, but also in... Uh, I was going to say also in Warhammer news, but that's not actually got anything to do with Warhammer, really. It's just Games Workshop. Uh, but in Games Workshop-related news, um, the Las Vegas Open was a thing, um, and a bunch of stuff got announced, and I thought that we would have a little bit of a chat about the some of the stuff that's been announced, uh, because it's really cool. There is lots of cool stuff. Yeah. Um, the first up is the new Mechanica stuff. Oh, these uh, guys look cool. Which are oh what are they called? That the, like says the cyber beasts. They've got the um, the cavalry looking things, Cerberi uh, raiders, and sulfur hounds. Ra so it's raiders and sulfur hounds. Okay, uh, they're both rad as fuck, and I love them. And I want an army that is nothing but them. Um, is that normal? 
<laughs> I mean, that's yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm I'm a big fan of um, that's this this particular kind of like really reveling in the steampunky nature yeah. of some of the mechanica yeah. stuff, um, and I, I feel that I. They feel like a unit that would probably be terrible to do this with, but charging like 50 of those from across the board at your opponent <laughs> will be one of those things where they go, I don't know how to deal with this. <laughs> yeah, they'd remember it. Yeah. Probably because they, they'd win dramatically. But, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, it's the Mechanicus. You could bring knights. You could bring battle <laughs> automata. No, you're bringing robot horses, and you yeah. know what? All power to you. Yeah, you're you're proud of your robot horses. Reborses. No, there's something clever there. <laughs> um, but we should move on quickly so everyone forgets it. Yeah. Um, do, how do you feel about them? I I like them. So my overall thought, I've I've kind of been eyeing up a Mechanicus army for a while. I want to bodge like Mechanicus units with like bits of the um, Age of Sigma dwarf. Like, you know, the um, hot air balloon type things and all the, the, their sort of steampunk stuff. Yeah, I always forget um, the fucking name of them. Yeah, me too. That's why I said dwarf and even knowing that's, that's wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, them. <laughs> they are very cool. Yeah. But yeah, I kind of want to, I haven't even, I haven't worked out like how I'd like theme it or what exact models, but I can't, I've been eyeing up doing something like that for a while. I'm very tempted. And this just furthers this actually the next models that are coming up uh, um, the next Mechanicus ones after the horsemen the flying dudes um, uh, the Taraxi or Taraxii I think that's how a double I is supposed to be done in Latin <laughs> so I am told by people that care more about that than me <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes they they, they uh, look a lot like the um, Archaeocopter thing mm. yeah um, I really wanted to use these, but actually not with the wings, but with the balloon things from the flying dwarf troops. I think yeah, they'd, I think I think they'd yeah, work really well. Yeah, yeah, I want to do that. And now, yeah, <laughs> now I'm just like, well, <laughs> I want to do this army, but it's, there's not that many Mechanicus models. Like, it's not really, oh, uh, maybe I'll do it at some point. And now these are coming out, I'm like, ooh, this makes it harder to say no. <laughs> uh, I mean, you have also got tons of uh, interesting, uh, like, servitors and automata things that... Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff you can do with Mechanicus. And, of course, you've got free reign to throw knights in there as well. So yeah, yeah, of course. You, there's a lot you can do with Mechanicus. Um, <laughs> do you reckon and, if I finally decide to do this, and then finally get round to getting a knight, I could paint it before you guys both finish yours? Um, 100% yes. <laughs> so, just throw in some shade there. <laughs> also, I've just noticed something. What have you noticed? Um... So of the uh of these Taraxi Taraxii. Yep. Um two of them have clear have clear flight stands. And the one that's on its own has one that's Okay, what I actually think has happened is that they've the picture was taken with a dark background and yeah. they just photoshopped it out, but it makes it look like it's painted black. That's yeah. really weird. But I like I quite like it with the black stand actually. Uh, then if you like it 100% do it do it trying to attach those things to a base covering up the things with um, whatever your basing material is and getting them attached without screwing with the clear plastic is a fucking nightmare because those flying <laughs> sands are fucking awful and I hate them um, somehow Games Workshop that like I, I you know I have I, I have a lot of 
praise and criticisms of modern games workshop they 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 very much lean on the fear of missing out in people with the amount of stuff they release and the way they do it and I'm, that's kind of shitty um but the models are beautiful mm. um and they're like they've got way better in terms of representation and all this kind of stuff um they've uh, they're, they're not quite the the company that you love the models of but despise um that they used to be yeah um however for the life of them, they have never been able to make a flying stand that isn't hot <laughs> fucking shit. Like, just terrible. All of them are bad, but they're all bad for, like, uniquely different reasons. Um, actually, I, like, even even the one that they have on things like the um, Storm Talon um, and Valkyries, the one that's like an X shape that, like, actually, like, fits into things, that's nearly really good. Like, all it needs is to have bases that actually have a thing where it actually properly slots into them. Um, so you could properly slot it in and out of a of a base without having to stick it to the base, uh, which you can do yourself, but it's a bit of a nightmare because uh, you're working with clear plastic, which mists up easy with super glue and the like, and it's there. Um, but that's the closest they've got to a good one. Every other one is bad, but for its own unique reasons, and it's uh, it drives me nuts. <laughs> but anyway, yes, the uh, Taraxi are rather cool. I I. I like I, I, I'm, I'm definitely more in camp robot horse. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I would, I would um, respect your decision to go for team Leonardo da Vinci via the medium of of steampunk. You know. Yeah, I mean, now you've described it like that, so that makes it sound even cooler. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just adding the, uh, <laughs> adding more weight to your decision. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the other big things is that uh, we're getting a new model for uh, an old, um, very important character in Orc lore, Makari. Of course. And and some other sidekick that comes with him, apparently, but... Eh. Yeah, some other bloke. I, eh, who knows? Uh, we, we didn't see much of his model, so I'm, I'm sure it's fine. Um, but yeah, uh, so n- new gas call, and he's coming with <laughs> Makari. Um, really interesting point, actually. Um I was trying to think about this. So, in recent history, um, 40k has been pretty stable, canonically speaking. Um, they add things. Um, so, you know, some people refer to like the Primaris thing as a retcon, but it's not really, because it, it was a new thing, and just adding stuff isn't a retcon. Um, mm. and, and it was all hidden in, in the past, so it's... Um, but uh, so I don't really consider that a retcon. That's just new stuff that just has a backstory. But Makari is dead. Makari <laughs> Gaskell sat on him, um, <laughs> and he's just fucking dead. Um, yeah, his but... his but his little pole that he carries, Daluki stick, has been <laughs> like a literal piece of war gear in multiple codexes. I th- I think they first reference him having died. It's I think it might be the the fourth ed codex. I might be wrong there. I'd have to go and look it up. But so he's been dead for a while, and so to actually bring him back to life, I was trying to think of when is the last time there was actually like that hard of a retcon. Because that's just a straight retcon, not well, a or oh, we did something new or we recontextualized something. It's like no, that's just a hard retcon. Probably, but have you considered that Gaskell just hasn't bothered to learn the name of his new sidekick and just calls him Makari because he can't be bothered to learn his name because he doesn't really care about goblin got thingies? Okay, that is probably what's actually happened. However, <laughs> however, 
Makari, if it, <laughs> to make it properly Makari, they have to make him lucky. Because the whole thing with him was that he was a phenomenally lucky Grot. Yeah. In Second Edge, when he was last playable, he had a 2-plus invulnerable save. <laughs> and this was before invulnerable saves, it, so it was just... <laughs> okay, a, right. It was just... A, I think it was. I don't think... I don't think because his his thing isn't described as an invulnerable save. It was described as a armor save that cannot be modified for any reason. So he just <laughs> always gets it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I'm really happy to see Makari come back though. Like, this is cool, and a new Gascor model is cool as well because he has got kind of small as 40k yeah. scales kind of edged up because he is supposed to be absurdly big. Because, well, he's the fucking prophet of the war. He's, you know, <laughs> a big person. Also, I want you to appreciate that when you're still fighting off, having a coughing fit at all times, <laughs> having to restrain yourself while saying war is horrible. Yeah, okay. Well done. Um, I suppose if um, if we have to, we should probably mention that there was, a, a you know, Age of Sigmar stuff as well. Yeah, there, there if, was. If we if we're forced to. <laughs> Saying that, um, I, I actually, we actually picked up, there's that new um, Conquest-like um, oh, yes. Partworks magazine that's coming out that's Age of Sigmar that's called uh, Mortal Realms. Uh, we picked up like three copies of the first one because it was three pounds and you got like, what was it, ten chain rasps, which are night haunt little lads, and three Stormcast. Yeah, um, that's pretty good for three quid. Plus, I guess, a magazine and other stuff, too. I am sure there is interesting <laughs> things in that magazine that I have totally looked and shut up. Um, I, I'm converting up, because uh, I, I I got one for myself and Snipe got a couple of, uh, couple of her. She's a bit more interested in wanting to paint them. Um, but I was just like, I want to make some Stormcast Marines, because so many people do them. And I was like, that'll be a fun little exercise. I've actually finished one of them. I keep meaning to put pictures up on Twitter. But um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're interesting. Um and I guess now I've got a bunch of chain rasps to do something with, so it's like, okay. Maybe I am playing Age of Sigmar now, I just don't know it yet. But uh, but yeah, they announced a new faction. Um, they're high elves. Uh, they're just high elves. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're called the Lumineth Realm Lords, but they're high elves. <laughs> um, uh, or pointy elves, as they initially announced them as. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, like, I think they're pretty cool. I don't know, there's something really, like, they're a little, a little same-o-same-o, but I also think they really remind me of, like, old Warhammer Fantasy stuff. Yeah, more, yeah, yeah. More than the Age of Sigmar stuff. And I do re- genuinely really like most of the Age of Sigmar stuff that's put out from, like, a model perspective. I can't speak for the game, because I've literally never played it. But... Because they, a lot of them have this slightly more over-the-top aesthetic, this very bigger-than-life thing, um, I do feel that the the game has lost a bit of its more, like, Tolkien-esque fantasy look that fantasy yeah. had. Yeah, yeah, and, definitely. And these kind of bring it back a bit um, to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah even, if, that. even if a couple of the horses do run like absolute idiots. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. They look really goofy. They look like they play. Uh, they look like they're in like a dressage. Yeah, that's like yeah, competition. That's, yeah. Well, maybe they are. Maybe that's you know, the high elves have progressed. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 
the Luminet realm lords <laughs> have progressed beyond needing to like fight each other and kill each other, and they just compete in battle via the medium of dressage. If you don't know what dressage is, it's, <laughs> it's horse where dancing. people yeah, it's where people make horses walk funny for prizes. Yeah, and it, somehow it's an Olympic sport where the rider gets the medal. I definitely think if you are going to have it in an Olympic sport, which I definitely think you shouldn't. But if you do, you, you should definitely give the medal to the horse. The horse is the one doing the hard work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we are we are pro <laughs> pro horses getting medals on this yeah. podcast. If if that's the what if you only take away one thing <laughs> from episode ninety five or whatever the fuck mm. wrong of the Misanthropod, it is that we are pro horses getting yes. medals, and that snipe created dress the sport of dressage, but out of spite to take the piss out of someone. <laughs> out, she was just really angry at horses for that day for some reason. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 sneaky fuckers sometimes. Sometimes they are. Sometimes they're simuls. Um, <laughs> Um, we also also the um, hero um, character. Uh, what's his fucking name? Um, the light of Eltharion. Light, um, of, like, ev- which everyone will presumably pronounce as the light of Eltharion, because he's an elf. <laughs> the light of Eltharion. Yeah, um, I really like that model. Yeah, it's a cool model. I, I glanced at it and I was like, "That's quite a cool model." Whatever. And then I was reading the text and I was like, "Look closer. That armor is hollow." I was like, "Holy shit! The armor's hollow." Mm. That's really cool. It feels like something that I could possibly use for my like spirit host Eldar. Ooh, yeah. Just change the just change the mask or the the helmet. Yeah, like I could. Mm. And a couple like, of other bits, but like, yeah, that ooh, that could be cool. But yeah, it's just it's just a cool looking model. Um, yeah, I haven't I'm, even I'm... quite worked out how it's all connected. To be honest. I guess it's all attached mostly to the cloak or something. Yeah, the, um, the arms are both connected to the cloak, as mm. are the um, like one of the. It looks like one of the um, legs is connected to a little armor panel on the side, and the other one's connected via both the flowing of the cloak at the front and at the back. Oh, I would really say, cool. yeah, just, uh, that's just a nicely designed model. Mm. It is definitely one where yeah, you first glance at it, you're like, okay, that's it's a fa- it's a fantasy type hero okay fine it's whatever but then yeah the more you look at it the cooler it gets you're like how have they made that Mm. that's really cool yeah i like that one thumbs up also strikes me as one of those ones where you go "Hmm." i mean single models are so expensive to buy now um yeah but it does look like the sort of thing where say hypothetically you were entering a painting competition and it was like an age of sigma thing and you'd be like "Mm, maybe that'd be a good excuse to buy that yeah yeah (laughs) um there's also Teclas, um, but uh, he's he's got a, a terrifying. Oh, it's um, horrifying! Yeah, I can't even I can't even keep it on the screen. I'm just scrolling away every time I look to it. <laughs> you see, it was a little ruined for me because the first comment I saw about it was someone saying it looks like he was caught halfway through a perfect dismount. <laughs> um, but again, it's a it's a cool local looking model. Um, the the <sighs> face on the Griffin thing is know. a little weird, but like, yeah, it. Okay, I've been, I've been positive. I think about everything so far, so I can be a little bit I can be a little bit negative on this. Yeah, you know when old people collect like ceramic models of things and they have them in like cupboards. <laughs> yes, this yes, kind of looks like one of them a little bit. Um, actually, I, I do. And get obviously, that. I mean... it's in way more detail and it's beautifully sculptured and blah blah blah. I, I, I get that, but it does remind me of one of those old people ceramic models. 
I will say, uh, like, I, I, it's it's like you know, overall, it's got like an, a nice composition, and it's it's interesting and that. But like, um, I do think I, I I'm generally not a hu- the hugest fan of a lot of the really big Age of Sigma models. I I do feel that they often suffer from having too much going on. Hmm. Um, I think this one's not that bad on this front because I can actually clearly see what everything is. Uh, because there's a handful of them where I just look at them and I go, "There's a lot going on there," and I I do not have time to process it. Um, <laughs> but we'll we'll move on from the horrifying face. Cause I do like his upset. trousers, though. Actually, that's a yeah, he do, yeah, he, he, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. He's got some nice pajamas going on. Good, got his big big boy pants on. <laughs> Um, what else we got? Uh, there's some stuff for uh, Warhammer Underworlds. Got some new Nurgle models, uh, who are pretty cool. Oh, there's a mm. the weird little little Nurgle Nurgling cat thing. Yeah, that's quite adorable. Um, just cool. Um, now, of course, the biggest news is that um, so Zotes are back. Well, well, I mean, you called it, so yeah, because um, <laughs> this because these were announced, I think, our time, something like five in the morning. Um, so I just woke up, looked at Twitter, and there's like five people yelling at me about like fucking soaps, <laughs> like what's happening. Um, like, okay, um, so yeah, a lot of people are very ha- uh, uh, very into that. You know, some people because of you know the Codex soaps joke that we made. <laughs> Which is now no longer a joke. Which is now no longer a joke. They're a thing, or at least one is a thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the model's really fucking nice. Yeah, it's really um, cool. Yeah. Because yeah, the old Zote models were Rogue Trader era things, and um, yeah, they just they they just disappeared quite quickly. Uh, I think I can't remember if they had any rules in Second Ed at any point. I don't think they did. Um, although I might be wrong on that front. I, 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 shockingly, my life has not actually contained that much research on Zotes. Um, <laughs> I, and I'm genuinely surprised at that, to be honest. <laughs> I, you I seem have, like the type. I, I am 100% the type. <laughs> uh, I, I've been... <laughs> I've been doing some research recently for a video and I have learned the most esoteric fucking nonsense about things that no one should care about. And I'm like, well, that's in my head now forever. <laughs> I posted one on Twitter. It's like, oh, hey, uh, do you know that there are exactly 313 uh, armor cast great gargants made in the world? I know that now. 313. That's how many were made. Good. Yep. That's That's... <laughs> I, I'm burdened with that knowledge now. I'll never forget it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the uh, so the Zotes come back. They used to be um, like heralds of the Tyranid fleets. Um, they were like a genetically altered thing that the Tyranids used. But this was when Tyranids weren't really the same thing as they are now. So I'm very interested to see what they do with them. Uh, because looking at them, they're not using any kind of like Tyranid-looking technology because it well, it looks like technology. So <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see what what happens with them canonically. I also just kind of like that they keep doing this with um, Blackstone Fortress, because that's what it's for, is addressing some real deep cuts of 40k lore. Like they, so they, they had the Amble in there, they had a fucking Men of Iron. Ma- Man of Iron? Man of Iron. This is like an Emperor's Children, like what do you call a single Emperor's Children like <laughs> issue here. Um, but yeah, they had a Man of Iron... <laughs> Um, and like these, these little things, it's like that's really cool to sort of get into those really old, like old ideas that aren't really suitable for full blown forty k. But for these little things, you can do some fun stuff with. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
but yeah, I, I would be very tempted to pick one of those up just to paint. Because, yeah. Yeah. I'm de- I'm definitely the demographic for Zotes. <laughs> the other thing to mention is that they are making all new Forge World books. Ah, okay. Uh, because they've been running off indexes for a while now. Yeah. So, I have a couple, a couple of thoughts about this. Because I have tried using Forge World units both for marines and for um, orcs. And the index stuff for marines seems generally to be alright. Um, especially um, the one thing that I use, which is a Leviathan Dread. Please don't nerf Leviathan Dreads. Please don't. <laughs> I love them. They are so cool. Um, although I, they're probably going to get a little... If you're going to nerf them, lower the price, please. Because they're really expensive right now. And if they get... They're in that kind of weird space where I I do kind of think they're balanced. Because they're like over... If you take like a lot of the loadouts, they're over 350 points. They're like pushing knight territory. And they're not as good as knights. But, they're all, but their weaponry is really specific and very good at certain things. And they're just really fun to use because of yeah. that. Um, so I hope they don't nerf that. But on the other side... Um, using the orc stuff, terrible. Um, it was just <laughs> fucking shockingly bad because it because they don't benefit from a lot of the quirks that orcs do because they don't have a lot of the traits that they need, like the keywords to make them work. Um, whereas the marine stuff, because a lot of it is just linked to oh, this is an aura effect that affects everything that's an Astartes thing or affects everything that's within this chapter or things like that. So they still got to benefit from a lot of that. So I think that's what kept those, like, the Space Marine units working. But things for um, Orcs didn't. And I don't know what other Xeno factions were like, but or Chaos or what have you. Um, Chaos is probably okay as well, because it works, you know, it's probably, you know, I think they work a little similar to regular Marines in that regard, so. But yeah. Um, but I am, in, I, I mean, it, it does mean that, um, you know, so that's another book to fucking buy, but, you know, that's that's 8th edition, I suppose. Um, <laughs> I've still got to pick up the fucking um, Blood of Baal, because uh, that's obviously would expand my Blood Angels, and Snipes also got Tyranids now. So that that's one of those ones where it's like, yeah, we need, kind of need to get that, because it, will, it makes Tyranids more interesting and adds some fun stuff to Blood Angels, like Death Company Intercessors. Which yeah. I may have already built and mostly painted a squad of because we have a lot of spare intercessors knocking around. Okay, and <laughs> I was bored, so I was like, "Oh, I guess I'm making a squad of these now." But yeah, oh, there's also the cool uh, new White Scars character. He's quite fun. Uh, he's actually on. Uh, he's uh, what's his what's his fucking name? Uh, oh God, uh, Quinzar, Quinzar. I'm I'm not good at um, like Asian names. I'm very yeah. bad at it. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's on the body of a ruined Contemptor. Uh, so you actually get to see the pilot torn out of it. The guy that's inside a Dreadnought. Ooh, yeah, that's um, cool. Which yeah. I don't know if there's ever been a model version of that. We've seen it in art before, and it's been described to us in a lot of vaguely incongruous ways. Um, so it's interesting to finally see a model of it. Um, I think, anyway. Um, but yeah, um, do you have any thoughts on the stuff that's been revealed? Um, all in all, I think it's quite, a, it's a nice, there's lots of very nice models. Hmm. Yeah, it's, there's not, aside from the face, 
Um, <laughs> the face of Teclis's friend. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was good. I, 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 yeah. Oh, there's, um, there's some Lizardmen people as well. Oh, yeah. I think that there's not really been much, uh, shown off because they're all, all yeah. models, apart from the terrain that was. Yeah. Uh, is it terrain or is it a model? It's just a monolith esque, you know, thing. I, I I can't speak for Ages Sigmar, but I know that uh, at a certain point it became a somewhat complicated topic to know what was terrain and what was a unit in 40k. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I know like, Tower have got a piece of terrain that's a unit. So, yeah. Like, that's like the mechs workshop you can get for orcs as well. And that's just a thing you can <laughs> just, just buy. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's weird, but cool, but also weird. So I don't know if it'll work like that or if it's just pure... Um, terrain stuff, but um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's weird. I've I do feel like it's like my natural calling to collect a lizardman army one day, or is it mm. seraphim? Is what they're called now. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I've they're just really cool. The fucking dinosaurs, like yeah, they're just rad. I, I one of these days I should just bite the bullet and just play a few games of Age of Sigmar and see how I like it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Speaking as two people who have never played, it it can't be too different to forty k, right? Like, um, it convert, th- it moved away from having the square bases and the blocks of units to individual people and models. Mm. And I kind of feel like it's not going to be dramatically different, right? All all I know is that um, uh, the casual bits of the rules that I have glanced over, it looked like not a million miles away from forty k, but a bit different. Feel yeah. free in the comments to let us know yeah. if it is yeah. even remotely similar or if that's just a very casual glance giving me the entirely <laughs> wrong idea. Yeah, and feel free to keep listening for more, more you know, opinions about something we don't understand. <laughs> Isn't that what a podcast is? Is just hearing people talk about shit they don't understand? Fair, fair. It's like 80% <laughs> of podcasts, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, oh, wait, we should move on before people get angry. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's fine they, they, they all left instantly they're like because they, they know that snipe is the glue that holds this together so. <laughs> yeah although because basically we're we're just fighting the temptation to just drop drop all like pretense and just go so um what uh what would you like to talk about in train news <laughs> Ooh, train news <laughs> <laughs> I, I unfortunately I, I wish I knew more train trivia. Yeah, so I have nothing I, to say about trains. Yeah. I'm afraid. <laughs> Basically, my 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 uh, my go-to has always been to sit there and go. Well, I was always a fan of the Intercity Two Two Five, which usually makes people's eyes glaze over and stop asking questions. But that's like all I know. So you know, uh, yeah, I was into I was into trains as a kid, but I never took it too far. Um, like I had a train set, and it was a really cool train set. Uh, but I, I think I maybe acknowledge like, yeah, you're you, you're into like fucking video games and Star Trek, like you don't need another another like string in this bow. Um, <laughs> you're basically gonna make everything hard for yourself as, as things go on. So just 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 dial at least one thing back. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Um, and then as an adult, I'm like, I was a foolish kid. I should have just totally gone all in for for liking trains. Trains are fucking rat right. shit. There's still time. There's still There's time. Still time. Uh, okay, actually, uh, before we get into the, what the podcast is ostensibly about, um, what is your opinion on what is cooler, 
trains or monorails? Ooh, ooh. I think, I think in real life, monorails. But if I was to buy, get into like model things, model trains, because I think model mon, model monorails, there's only so much you can do with them. Mm. I, I think that, that if you're talking from a model perspective, and if you're going model, you'd want old fashioned steam locomotives because yeah, they've got yeah. all the moving parts of the yeah exactly. Oh fuck! I used to know what they were called um, the um, the various rods that move on the wheels and translate, you know, the energy from steam from the piston. Um, but yeah. Uh, so so would we agree that like uh, st- steam trains are the coolest kind of trains? Yeah. Is that- yeah, I, I think, would. I think we can agree on that. I'd, yeah, in limited use. I mean, I like yeah. that new trains are electric and therefore yeah. not oh, burning yeah. coal. But uh, but I'm, I'm talking about in just just an abstracted sense. Yeah, but um, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but but in in a real world sense, we want to see monorails everywhere. Like, yeah, more uh, monorails. But I have another question then. So yes. if we're choosing monorails over trains in this situation, what is your opinion on you have the rail under the monorail, like the classic monorail? Or you can get the hanging one away, where the hanging rail is ones. above. Yeah, hanging ones are so much cooler. They are so much cooler. Yeah, good. I'm uh, glad you agree. I mean, yeah. I don't think anyone could disagree. No, but... and no one's. And once again, no one is listening at this point. <laughs> 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 this is just what they were expecting from the beginning. Uh, so um, now we've got the important train and monorail discourse out of the way. What have you been up to, John? Man, what I... have you been up to? In the last two weeks since we previously recorded, I have moved house twice. So, why? Well, I moved from one place in Bristol to another. I was in a temporary lodging place, um, and I've moved into a still temporary but slightly less temporary actual place (laughs) where I don't have to share it with six other people um, for a few months. So I did that, which was was easy enough because I didn't have too much stuff by myself. Because I only had in the UK what I bought back by train. Yeah. Um, in a couple of bags so, and then I collected a few more bits and bobs while I was here but as people know I didn't have my computer or anything really so that wasn't too bad and that was two weekends ago and then last weekend I um, moved all of our stuff over from France so that was a interesting weekend <laughs> I was I working it out I so we went so we went to the van we thought at the start we'll get a van and I mean this isn't podcast topic at all but I'm interested in it because it's me so we were talk, we, as I say no one's listening we talked about monorails yeah. they're, they're yeah. fucking gone so just this is on our yeah. time now <laughs> so um, we went to the van because we said right at the start right you know what we could spend two or three years however long we're going to be here not getting stuff and trying to be as you know but then we don't get furniture we said right we'll just get a van at the end of it and that was that was fine and it was doable and then we did without really thinking that we'd have about actually doing it <laughs> and then yeah it came to the time to do it and it was i left work at four o'clock on wednesday on the wednesday to travel down to the van place to pick up the van to drive to the ferry to get to the ferry to drive to bordeaux we were i was traveling in the next i was working it out we got back to our house at one o'clock in the morning on the saturday so that's we were traveling for 80 two i think it works out hours 81 hours 82 hours no we were away from the house sorry 81 or 82 hours and we were traveling for 43 of those hours or something which is i'm just gonna say if i lived your life i would be fucking dead (laughs) it was just it was just ridiculous and then the time so we were traveling for 20 odd hours to get there like not all of that was driving because the ferry was five hours but like it's still tiring and traveling 
we were in Bordeaux for like barely more than 24 hours during which we were packing and which then is drove... a, a notoriously non-stressful activity <laughs> oh exactly and we could only have one van because we were going to do two van loads obviously yeah, so we had to fit everything into the van. Just about managed to do it, and then we, sl- you know, slept on the mattress in the van, and then slid just about room for the mattress at the top of the van, like just inside. <laughs> we got to customs, and they were like, we ended up because my dad came over to help lift things um, and, and whatnot, mm. and he slept on an airbed. And then when we when we finished, we we're like, well, let's not take the air out of the airbed. Let we can prop that up inside. There's a tiny gap between all the stuff and the doors, and if we prop the airbed in there, there's like a big cushion, so things don't move around too much. So yeah. when we got to customs, they're like, "Hey, you open the door." And we're like, mm, "Probably." And they're like, uh, "What?" And we're like, "Okay, we'll see." We opened the door, and he just faced with this giant wall of airbed. They're like, "Oh, can you move that?" And we're like, "Yeah, but it's not going to help." And so we moved that. And there's just a wall of other stuff, and they're like, "Okay, fine, you can go." <laughs> <laughs> it was not having any of it. You got got them to the point that we're like, "This is more. This is just more this effort." Than my I job is not worth with. this. Yeah. Can we open the side door? It's like maybe, but if we do that, two bikes will probably fall out. So, yeah, and then yeah, after that, eighty-two hours or whatever I said about being away from home, traveling for more than half of it, we then had to unload and unpack at this end. Mm. So, I haven't done so much in the way of games and TV because I've been either traveling, packing, or sleeping in between. I mean, I guess that's like so. Yeah, I don't have too much to say, I'm afraid. I've been playing more of the Mario game, and that's just continually impressing me. Mm. For saying it's, like, definitely designed as a kid's game. I'm really enjoying it. Hey, I mean, the thing is, like, things that are designed, you know, for kids, they've got to, like, you know, hold attention. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they, they, a simple game is not a bad game. It's just, yeah. you know... And the thing is, it's it not is. even... It is simple compared to, a lot, obviously, a lot of games, but it's, it does have... More depth than you'd expect it to. Mm. Well, honestly, like a, a simple games with a lot of depth are generally the ones that kind of stick with you a lot because yeah. there's just a lot you know a lot you can do with it, and that's yeah, that's cool. Um, the other thing we've we've started watching, and I think I mentioned before a while ago, we watched the first series of End of the Fucking World, or I think it is yes. officially End of the F Star 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 World. So I don't, I think it is actually officially that, not fucking, but <laughs> yeah. any, but anyway that. That came out oh a few years ago, and I think I spoke about it at the time and said I enjoyed it. Mm. I presume I said I enjoyed it because I remember enjoying it. I assume yeah, I didn't lie. I, but... I'm pretty sure we all talked about it on the podcast at some point, and it is really yeah. good. Yeah, and yeah, the second series has been out for a little while, so we mm. started watching that, and it was one of those shows where I was like, after the first series, like, that was excellent. It had a very uh, without going into spoilers. I can't remember if we did last time, but mm. um, without going into too many spoilers, it had a very definite like start of the story end of the story this is a season it's not like setting up to go further it's just this is it it was great let's do some different thing yeah and it didn't like, feel like there was much that they could do with it afterwards no and then they announced they had a second series and we were like right and we've just watched the first few episodes and yeah it's really good still i'm it's, glad to hear that it is different in the like the first one is you know it's just the two of them and the two school kids basically and they mm. I was thinking about how to describe the first series and if you try and describe it it's like two school kids who meet and then bunk off school and go on it just makes it sound really naff and cliched and it really isn't mm. 
but if you just try and explain what's happening but without going into the details of spoilers it just sounds like it's just a it like explores um awkward teenage rebellion and Mm. relationships whilst being over the top but weirdly grounded with it yep and then funny but also dark yeah yeah really good and then the second series is all of that but somehow it's it is different but that sort of justifies it existing hmm yeah, I I think it's really good. If you've watched the first series and you're sort of thinking, oh, it doesn't need a second series, that's not bother. From at least the first few episodes, I will update next time when we've presumably finished mm. it. But yeah, it's really good and it's made it worthwhile doing, I think, so far. Because I, was, oh, I thought really if, it's just do, if it's just doing more of the same, it's sort of like, well, what's the point? Mm, exactly, but, yeah. But so far, it's doing enough different where it's actually... Yeah, I just I love the setting of it. It's set in what is kind of the UK in that, like, it's the cars have British number plates and they drive on the left and that, and you can use that as a bit of a guide. But it's sort of, it seems all the cars are from, like, the 70s or 80s or they're, like, old. So you're like, oh, okay, it's set in the past. But then they've got phones and things and, like, technologies there. So it's really ambiguous as to, like, when and where it's set. And yeah. I really, yeah. like, sometimes that's... Just, that it gets annoying. I think there was an episode of Black Mirror that really confused. We spent the whole time focusing on trying to work out because everyone had British. Act- I can't remember exactly which episode it was, but it was set. It was filmed in Iceland, but everyone had British. All the actors had British accents, and it was sort of like, is this meant to be in the UK or is this meant to be in somewhere else? It was just we ended up focusing on that way more, and it just took away from the episode. I I, I felt that the first season it, it felt like it was, it was like a. It was set in a sort of stylized version of how people remember things. Yeah, but then... a, I'm trying to think of a way to put it. Like, yeah, it's like it's not nothing's quite right. Yeah, and like the scenery is really dramatic and over the top, but everything's familiar. Yeah, it, yeah, that's a, that's quite a good way of describing. Yeah, mm. it's just a sort of an exaggerated memory of a place. Hmm. Yeah, that's it's probably... not quite like nothing is like yeah. There's there's things that are very incong- uh, incongruous with each other, but it's like consistent with everything else. So you don't really kind of notice it. And I guess it's because even like you know like you're talking about like some of the really old cars and like when I was younger, I just remember cars like that still mm. knocking around. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's like okay, yeah, it doesn't feel so weird to me. It's a bit like how in my brain like. Um, 1994 wasn't very long ago, even <laughs> though it's like 26 years ago. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. I yeah, it's really enjoying it so far. Mm. No, it's really cool to hear. Cause, yeah, I really enjoyed the first season, so it's nice to hear that it's uh, continued to be good. Yeah, but I'm I'm not going to say too much more about it purely because like because the first one, you know, if you haven't watched, I can't say anything about the second series without sort of saying what happened in the first. Yeah, so I don't want to take that away from anyone. So, but I definitely reckon it's on net. Well, is it? In, I don't even know. Is it a Netflix show? Uh, the first season was on Netflix. The second one wasn't. Okay. Yeah, because I I did know that. I'm answering my own question, but yeah, because we're watching it on Channel Four on demand thingy. So I think uh, it's a Channel yeah. Four thing. It feels like a Channel Four mm. thing. Um, so I've no idea if international people can watch it. Actually, hmm. Anyway, if you can. I definitely recommend. If you can, by some means that we cannot uh, in any way condone. Yeah. I wouldn't even know about them. <laughs> but yeah, I'm afraid that's me done. Um, 
because I've well, not I mean, had I guess, time for anything else. <laughs> I guess moving house twice and doing a fucking mission across the continent in order to do that, do said moving house, is a fairly, you know, hefty excuse, I suppose. <laughs> so, Webb, what have you been up to? Uh, a few things. A few things. Um, aside Good. from being very ill, oh yeah, um, I literally spent a, a week with a temperature, so I was like running a like a low fever the whole time. Um, that was unpleasant. Um, I mean, cause... I can't remember if I mentioned this. No, because you you got ill after the last episode. Mm. Yeah, you you definitely in the nicest possible way deserve it by how much you were like gloating about not being ill the episode before. <laughs> yeah. It's been. It was. Really I think weird. you said. I think you said almost exactly to the word "you are invincible" or something. There we in go. The previous would, episode. So. The, it is like the definition mm. of hubris. Yeah. So as much as I wouldn't wish it upon you, you do sort of, in a way, some would say, deserve it. You know what? That is that is fair. I accept this fate. I I I mocked the gods and they <laughs> smote me. Yeah, they, they did some good smoting. Yeah, smoted me good. However, between um, being um, whatever uh, entity um, exists uh, plaything, uh, I have played some video games and watched some stuff. Um, played a bunch more uh, Fallout New Vegas. I, I, I originally planned to just carry on with Disco Elysium and then just didn't because I was like, ah, I've still got it. I've still got New Vegas rolling around my head, so I'm just going to fucking do the other bits in that that I want to do. Um, so I went through and did a couple of the DLCs. I did um, Old World Blues, which is great and funny. Um, and I did Lonesome Road, which is less good, but still all right. Uh, and then I got a little bit through, um, oh, fuck, the one uh, Sierra Madre. I can't remember what the actual DLC is called. And I just gave up because I was bored of it already. Oh, really? Uh, I think it was just because I... The, the, so doing some of the DLCs, I I kind of I think it's because I did them both back to back. Being locked in an area, whilst okay, so the two deal the two DLCs I've done both have a particular problem, which is that they everyone you interact with, for the most part, is a robot or a robot like entity, so they don't emote. Okay. And there is a lot of dialogue. So you basically end up with large periods of time where the the very good writing is happening at you for large swathes of time with not even the terrible attempts at emotion that Bethesda NPCs of that time can manage. So it, I, I was I was sitting there like playing Old World Blues and I'm like, this dialogue is great. Like, it's really funny. Um, you know, like you walk up there and he's like, Oh my, he, he's like, stop pointing that penis at me, because you're just pointing at them. Because um, <laughs> they can't remember what a penis is. <laughs> like, he's running on his okay, many right. penis feet. Um, <laughs> like, the dialogue is great, and it's it's really funny. <laughs> but the problem is, it, it, you, get, it, you get it in these huge dumps that mean that I stop taking it in quite so much. Because oh, you're just basically looking at a screen that's more or less, that might as well be, it's barely animated. Mm. And going on for like a 10 minute dialogue and it starts getting really kind of heavy. And you're like, okay, I actually want to play the game now because there's not as many, or at least I didn't encounter as many like dialogue options that I could do because of things that I had, which made me, which would have made me feel a bit more engaged with it. 
you know yeah yeah um it's not it's not bad but i think it's just um could that combined with being locked in a place that you can't leave while you're doing the dlc really uh, and having two that were like that and then i got to a third one and it super locks you in and takes all your fucking weapons and i mentioned uh, previously the combat in the game is fucking dog shit so <laughs> um taking away everything that made the combat bearable and then giving you shit ass weapons was like yeah no i don't want to do this um however i have been doing all of the other endings to see what they're like okay um so my initial one was um where you you take over basically um which is the one most people do um and that that's that's a decent ending uh it's the best ending of the ones i've seen uh i also did the one where you um side with um house so basically you go capitalism yeah um mm-hmm. wasn't a fan of that one uh, as you can imagine mm. um i also sided with the ncr um and they're a bunch of twats um <laughs> just really into annexing things for no reason like jesus christ guys i'd stop it with the colonialism for like four minutes please <laughs> um the only one i haven't done as far as i'm aware because i know there's lots of variants in how your ending can can pan out because it, there's like the big thing and then lots of little things that it tells you happens the one i haven't done is the legion one and that's for one reason and one reason only. Because whilst I think I said it before, if if you play through the game and your uh, default pick is the Legion, um, legit a bit concerned about you because um, they're fascists and they don't hide it. <laughs> they're really bad people. Um, but um, I thought I'd, I want to go through it and see what it's how it compares to the other ones and see yeah. how the wasteland under them would look. Because you get some interesting glimpses of, like, if your knee-jerk reactions to factions was accurate. Um, but unfortunately, um, the only save, the only save I've got where I haven't pissed off the Legion so much I can't do anything with them is, like, 20 hours back. So I, oh, need, to do, okay. I need to do a bunch of busy work. Uh, basically like uh, um, befriending the boomers and the brotherhood of steel that i hadn't done at that point i'd have to redo all that which won't take too long but i was like i can't be bothered to do that right now i'll do it at some point um but yeah uh in short yeah cool is is still cool um i went and killed fucking caesar on my main save uh i just walked into his fucking hut with a minigun murdered all of his guards and then stabbed him to death with a knife because there was like a special uh weapon achievement for it <laughs> <laughs> nice for taking out caesar with a knife um so yeah that worked out okay one weird thing though and i don't feel bad about spoiling an ending to a game that's 10 years old yeah um and because so the ending is really weird as regards caesar because he's just not there in any of the endings I've got so far, you deal with his his like chief um, like henchman, but Caesar's just gone. He's he's just absent, and it's like okay, huh? Where is he, Caesar? Dickhead, where are you? <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm hoping uh, when I go through it on his, then I'll get the glimpse of what the context for that happening. Um, but yeah, uh, New Vegas, good game. Don't need to tell you that. <laughs> um, I'll do the other DLCs at some point as well. Um, but I think I'm, I'm sort of winding down now. I think I'm going to do the... I'll probably do the Legion thing just out of my own morbid curiosity and then put it down 
because um, it has swallowed like 60 hours of my life or something like that. Um, but I have played a couple of other video games too. Um, was sent um, the game Android um, Assault Android Cactus Plus by um, a, a lovely person called Quarth. Or Quarth. Not sure how you're supposed to pronounce their name, but thank you very much for sending that. Uh, it's like kind of a twin stick shooter thing. Oh, okay. Uh, which I just had a bit of a, a bit of a dick around with. Um, quite an interesting little one because it's it's less of a big deal about you dying. It's more about keeping up your power and because you basically when you kill big enemies you get batteries, and so you have to gather those batteries to keep going. Um, you can lose your health and you get knocked down, so that slows you down, and you lose your uh, multipliers and your um, power ups and things. Um, but it's more based around around yeah trying to maintain that. So it's a little bit of an interesting kind of quirk on it, you know, just just massive waves of things. It's very bullet helly. Mm. Uh, you're playing as like these kind of cutesy cyborgs, and it's it's got kind of like a, a kind of comical sort of um, kind of tone to it. Uh, I just played a bit of it. I got to like the second boss, uh, which kicked my ass. Uh, but um, but yeah, it seems like a cool little game. Um, not got much to say about it. It's just yeah, decent little twin stick shooter. It uh, feels like one of those games where um, you you know I can't I can't see someone sitting down and going I'm gonna play this game for like two hours straight. But you go, but you kind of sit there and go, mm, I've got like ten minutes to kill. Mm, yeah, I might have a couple of a couple of rounds of that sort of thing. Feels like one of those, um, which is not a bad thing or a good thing. It's just a thing. Yeah. Um, I also played uh, the Horus Heresy Legions, Ooh. which is a mobile game that was ported to PC. That's 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 good. It's a card game, um, in the same vein as like your Hearthstones. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Um, now uh, the Steam page tells me it has microtransactions. I have not got far enough into the game for that to become apparent yet. Okay, that's um, a good sign. I played it for like an hour, so you know. Yeah, but usually, like within the mm. first ten minutes, it like you know pesters you to do it. Yeah, I mean, it it has a few interesting quirks. Um, so the game is set um, at least I don't know if it goes to other places, but obviously it's set during the Horus Heresy, and you know, having a game based around the Horus Heresy is cool anyway. But you're playing as Loken, uh, the main character of the first handful of Heresy books. And you're fighting in the assault on Isfahan Three, which then turns into the big betrayal and gets fire bombed, and then you fucking deal with that whole thing. So, like, the f- the first level, you're fighting the Isfahan rebels. The second level, you're fighting a bunker because you want to get inside it. Don't think about that too much. <laughs> and then the third one, uh, you're fighting a world eater because they've come down to attack you. Um, where the quirks become kind of interesting is that so there's it, a lot of voice acting in it, which is interesting. So certain characters you go, oh, I wouldn't have. That's an interesting take on that character, like uh, uh, Ezekiel Abaddon, uh, Ezekiel rather, Ezekiel Abaddon um, is Scottish. Apparently, that's that's what a Cathonian accent sounds like. I wouldn't have guessed that, but sure, that's that's <laughs> what he sounds like. Um, and it's quite cheaply made, uh, so a lot of art for it is taken from uh, either the heresy um, like covers, like the the actual novels, yeah, 
or from the heresy art books which means that there is a fairly wild amount of different art styles on these cards which is like super highlighted on the third level when you've got a nice modern rendering of Loken in you know modern Mark IV style plate looking you know looking it's a bit generic the way they've done it and I I personally think the character looks a, a little bit less like generic man but you know um against this fucking rogue trader ass looking world eater whose all his proportions are all over the place. He's just a big chunky boy. <laughs> like so clearly a different from a different place entirely. I put a picture up on Twitter and it's it's just fucking bizarre to look at. Um honestly it it strikes me as one of those games that's like I, I'm not a card game person, so I can't really speak to how good it is. Uh it seems fine to me. It's not really my type of game. I'm going to play a little bit more just because I'm. I find the novelty of playing through the heresy story kind of interesting. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give a little bit, a little bit more of a shot at it, but I'm probably not going to stick with it for too long because yeah, it's just not my thing. But it's free, so if you want to try it and you haven't already, then give mm. it a shot. Um, it doesn't instantly harass you for microtransactions if indeed it is full of them, uh, which I just kind of assume any mobile game is. Yeah. Um, it's like I, I recently, um, I actually installed, there's a game called Gardenscapes. Right. That has been advertised, I have seen on playing other mobile games, I've seen adverts for this game for like a year. And I had got to a point where I, I had literally no idea what the game actually was. Because you know how mobile games lie all the time yeah. in their advertising? Like yeah. straight up just, they will advertise using footage that is not in the game of a different genre. And there's some games that I literally don't know what the genre of the game is because I've seen like eight different adverts that show different types of games, and this is one of them. And I was just genuinely curious what the actual game was. I'm like, so I've seen like all of these different things. It's like, oh, okay, it's ba- it's basically a match three game, but with a bunch of extraneous nonsense. Okay, fine, whatever. It's just it's bejeweled, but with like eight extra steps for some reason. Fine, um, but yeah, it's a uh, that that also is is chocked full of microtransactions, but I haven't really encountered the point at which they happen yet. So um, yeah, I imagine probably quite hard. It means it beats Clash of Clans that I could stand to play for about ten minutes before it made me wait arbitrarily, and I went fuck this forever. So <laughs> I literally don't understand how that game is popular or got yeah, popular. I, I do not comprehend it. Uh, but anyway. Um, Outside of games, I uh, have watched the first episode of Star Trek Picard. Oh yes, I have not yet, and I really want to. Yeah, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to talk spoilers really. Um, I'm just going to give some general kind of things. I'm, I might give a few little things away, um, but they're things that are more about the setup and stuff. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, uh, first off, it's really good. Um, it, oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Uh, ge- genuinely, there was a few little parts in it. Where I, I felt I felt like I was, you know a big well up of emotion because like Star Trek's a big thing to me um, and I've, especially next gen I remember watching that as a kid um, and like they I, I think I've described um, Star Trek as like a, just a really comfy place for me like I just like I like the setting and I find it a very if I'm not in a good place then that's a thing that I can watch that takes me to takes me to a good place. 
There's just something about it that's calming to me. Uh, and so getting having a modern show with modern production values, with modern styling, but pay, uh, uh, like harkening back to that and having some of the characters uh, was just, re- yeah, it just, it just felt really good. Um, and I'm really interested to see where the actual story is going. So um, just as a general overview for people that for some reason haven't encountered it, it's basically Picard after he's left Starfleet. Uh, so he's on, he's got on the Picard family vineyard that you um, saw in, um, well, you saw it in All Good Things and fuck, what's the, uh, is it family or something it's called? Uh, the episode that comes right after The Best of Both Worlds, uh, where he goes um, and speaks with his um, brother and you see the Picard like family vineyard. So he's there now, he's got a dog, uh, it's a pit bull called Number One, who is fucking adorable because uh, everything is improved by having dogs yeah um and star trek and as as enterprise proved even bad star trek is improved by a dog um and this is good star trek and so he's made even better by a dog um there's a few uh, in the first episode there's only really i think there's only one cameo by a character that you would have seen previously obviously aside from patrick stewart um you get a, you even guess, there's even like, um, so you remember in Star Trek Discovery, they had at the end of the theme tune, they had a, the little um, reprise of the original Star Trek theme. Yeah. They do it, but they do it in this one, but with the next gen theme. Excellent. And the main theme, the main theme is a lot better in this one. It, it's, it's, it's nowhere near as generic. It's, it's not as bombastic as the old ones, but it feels fitting. So it, Okay. This this it's be- it's better and having that little refrain was just quite nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um and yeah, I, I you do see the Enterprise D, a nice new modern CGI version of it. because um, it was in the trailers, so you know. Um you see you see that right at the start. Uh which was nice to see. To uh, to see a good old a good old galaxy class on screen again is something you don't really expect. Um, but there's some really interesting little things that happen with it. Um, so Picard has left Starfleet and it wasn't on good terms. Mm. Yeah, he's picked up on that from the trailers. Mm. I won't go into why, but it does mean that we get a good Picard speech episode one. Which, uh, <laughs> Excellent. Which is good. Um, also, um, there's a lot of stuff be- that they've like um, done some interesting things with, like what's happened post Nemesis. So, um, for people that don't may not necessarily follow it, uh, after Star Trek Nemesis, we've not had anything really confirming gr- a great deal of anything really about what's happened in the Star Trek universe, with the exception of that in the 2009 movie, because uh, Spock comes goes back in time from the prime timeline and goes into the kelvin timeline that the the new timeline that was created for those movies and um, we get a tiny glimpse of what happened post star trek nemesis and that was the uh romulus's son exploded and yeah uh, romulus was really fucked up uh, well by fucked up i mean he's just gone um and there's a lot of dealing with the ramifications of that and that's something which star trek media has dealt with in different ways so uh, star trek online has a lot of stuff to do with it uh, about Rom- the romulans finding a new home and building a new a new identity um around that which is 
which was bit, which was interesting from what I remember of what I saw of it because I played a Federation character, so I didn't see a huge amount of it. Uh, but it seemed interesting what they did with it. And what Picard does do is it explicitly decanonizes a slightly crap comic book. Um, <laughs> so there was a comic, a short run comic series called Countdown. Um, which was basically to bridge between old canon and new canon when Star Trek 2009 came out. Uh, and it's... Oh, God. You know when you sit there and you go, oh, God, all the signs for fucking Rise of Skywalker were there. Um, <laughs> basically, uh, the problem with Star Trek 2009, and I don't hate Star Trek 2009. It's fine. It's not Into Darkness, which I do dislike greatly, but um, it's, it's Star Trek 2009 is fine. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that happens in it that there is no fucking explanation for, and you have to go to, like, supplementary material to find out what the fuck is happening. Like, oh, why why are the Romulans, like, all bold and tattooed in this if they're from the Prime timeline? It's like, oh, the comic book explains that, oh, it's a mourning thing uh, from the people they, they were from, so they look like normal Romulans when it happened, but then a bunch, of, but then due to Romulus getting exploded it's like an ancient mourning tradition to have yourself tattooed and shamed to have your head shaved like okay that's stupid but fine that's that's at least a reason rather than no reason um and they also and they also go into oh why is um why is their mining ship able to take on warships from 100 years previous even though this is a shit ass mining ship like We've se- we we know that like things like Excelsior classes, which some of which must be like eighty years old, um, <laughs> by the time they were decommissioned, were still able to go toe to toe in like battles and things. They were fine, um, but it's basically oh yeah, that ship was augmented with with like captured Borg tech. Okay, cool, um, stupid, but again, it explains it. It's better than no explanation. Having some. Um, but that's what that comic book did, is it basically filled in all those blanks where you were watching the movie and going, why the fuck is any of this happening? <laughs> um, it explained it all. But it's also not very good. Um, and I won't go into the specific, specifics, but due to what happens in Picard, that comic book can no longer exist in canon because <laughs> certain things that happen are stated explicitly to have not happened um like there's no wiggle room there's no oh it's from a certain point of view absolutely none that didn't happen uh, i'm aware most people won't have read that comic book but i have so i feel the need to mention <laughs> it because i've got it that time that i spent reading it has got to count for fucking something hasn't it i don't know now it counts for nothing apparently well now now yeah <laughs> i mean to be fair star trek's always had um i actually think as I think the most sensible way of treating its expanded universe, which is that they just, as far as I'm aware anyway, they just treat it as that if it's on screen, it's canon, probably. There's some exceptions, like the animated series and things like that. Um, But if it's expanded universe, it's just that. Like, if canon contradicts it, that's not like a retcon. That's just, that. that's proper canon. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, so they don't. So they don't end up tying themselves in knots with canon in that regard, yeah. because it's just what's on screen is canon. If we write a book and then later on we deca- if something happens that makes that non-canon, hey, that's just an alternate fucking timeline. Who cares? You know. Uh, I, I think that's. 
I think that's probably a better way to go about it when you've got a series that's been running for this long. Um, trying to maintain consistent canon gets fucking impossible. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't really blame them for doing that. I think it's, I think it's it's a, a better, probably a better long term to long term plan. Um, but still, there there are some cool books and things they've done. So yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Picard they they build off stuff from next gen. They um, of course they refer because they uh, deal with the aftermath of the thing the events that were alluded, that we were told happened in Star Trek two thousand and nine. It means that it ties back to even the Kelvin timeline movies. Um, there's at least three very specific episodes of Next Gen it calls back to, like hyper-specific callbacks, and those are just the ones I can just think of offhand. You know, if I if I sat through and went through with like a fine-tooth comb, I could probably find more. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, just just a lot of nice uh, of it's just nice to go back back to that world and and yeah, it, it gives me a lot of feels. Um, Patrick Stewart is as ever a fucking delight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I wasn't I wasn't sure as to whether it was going to be a good show or not, but I was definitely sure that he would be good in it. Yeah, because you know he is he's great. Yeah, um, from what I understand, most people really like it. I've only seen a very small minority of people who don't like it. And a lot of the, like, obviously, if you don't like it, you don't like it. Like, it's all subjective. Who gives a shit? Um, but there's a lot of the people I've seen, uh, I think uh, there's a lot of people who are just still mad about Discovery, quite frankly. Uh, so <laughs> the fact that it's not it's not exactly 90s Trek is, like, still rankling on them. Um, which is how I choose to interpret what they're saying, because otherwise it means that they're complaining that not everything about the, about the the changes in setting were explained in episode 1 in which case i don't think they understand how fiction works <laughs> oh, why didn't they explain that uh, because that's a hook to get you interested in the wider narrative of the series i'm have you watched a television show before <laughs> right so i choose to assume it is just you know they they it's just because it's a, it's different and Discovery burnt them a bit, and I, I do understand. Like, I got to, I ended up liking Discovery, but like that first season is rough. And if you never got yeah. past that, I don't yeah. fucking blame you. Um, but yeah, Picard is good. I will. Uh, my one, uh, my well, I have two two complaints about it. One is that America gets it a day before I do. Yeah, um, and two is that because it's being put out one a week. I can't just binge them all right now. <laughs> after I watched episode one, I was like, I just want to watch more. I wish they'd have put out like the first three episodes or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I, then I think I would have been okay. I wouldn't have been chomping at the bit quite so much because, yeah. Oh, I just want I just want to watch more. It's really good. You should watch it. Watch it. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Can, no, I definitely yeah. will. Yeah. But see, yeah. see, for me, the one a week thing is good because it means that I don't have time to binge it, which means I don't fall behind <laughs> too far. I'm only one episode behind right now, right? Yeah, yeah. So. It's uh, every Friday, I believe. I think. Yeah, no, we would definitely, definitely watch it. Um, but yeah, um, that's me done. Really, I, I mean, I watched a bit, a bit of Next Gen to get in the mood. Um, yeah, of course. I, I just assumed yeah. that, like, whatever you talk about on the podcast can't take up all your time, and I assume that all of the time in between is watching Next Gen. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> 
You're not right, but you're also not wrong. <laughs> oh, I will just quickly mention, I uh, went to Warhammer World with um, Unity, um, Cinnamon Girl, and uh, Mr. Sketches, who uh, many of you might know from the uh, the community thing in, stream- in streams and on Twitter and the like. And yeah, I had a, f- had a fun old game uh, a fun old game there. It was like a fucking 3,000 points um, side. <laughs> like, side. It was <sighs> right. It was a that, fucking big thing. It was also yeah. one, of those, one of those, like, yeah, trying to figure out a narrative for this. Because mm, it was Snipes' yeah. um, Space Wolf Dreadnought army with Unity's um, Harlequins and Craftworld backup. So that was one side. The other side was me with my Spirit Host Craftworld army. But because the points drop um, for them in the recent um, chapter approved, I've just got, a, I've got, like, 200 points less than I originally did. Oh. So I was like, shit, I can't make the full army. So I had like a small conjugate of Blood Angels as well. <laughs> and then Sketches had a, uh, a Death Guard army. So it's like, there's Chaos, uh, um, Imperial, and Xeno. And everyone's on everyone's side. Everyone <laughs> should be fighting each other all the time. It, it's fine. Um, <laughs> And also, if if you're listening, sketches, thank you very much for uh, he gave us a bunch of comic books, um, which I've not had time to read yet. But I know Sniper's been reading some um, Punisher versus Deadpool uh, that she's been quite enjoying. So thank you very much for that. Uh, but that's that's me that's me done uh, for what I have been up to. So uh, if you wish wish to ask us those questions, ah uh, yes, so we have some questions. We do indeed. Uh, what's the email address that people should send questions to? Only drum at at snipe and web at gmail.com excellent excellent well done uh, <laughs> now if you wish to recount the questions do we have many by the way we have one two three four five okay cool or at least five people some of them have multiple questions some i, I think there's one suggestion but five people rad, rad. well five beings entities presumably the entities yeah presumably some of them are people I, I, um, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest, Matt. I'm not. I'm not really on board for this. For your your depersonal <laughs> d- d- removing personhood from our listeners, I feel that's a dangerous precedent to set. <laughs> I mean, call me silly, but yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, Samuels. You know, they they might have worked out how to use keyboard with hooves. no no that's the one thing we're safe from simuls um on on computers because their hooves can't operate a keyboard well, yeah but they can presumably anyway okay fine <laughs> <laughs> first up technician sourwell dear eternal drummer which which i which i like by the way <laughs> i like the idea of being eternal um so snipe strongly expressed her views on wolfen a couple of episodes back and ragged on murderfang Short version, I looked at Wolfen and totally agree. <laughs> yeah, mm, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of the models. Mm. The, old mo- the old models I like a lot better. Um, yeah. I, ju- I just interpret the Wolfen as just being people who've, you know, they've, they've succumbed to a berserker rage. Yeah. Uh, yeah rather yeah. than literal werewolves. Yeah. So, um, so they've decided to convert a non-stupid version of Murderfang, mm. including replacing his Frost Claws with Wolf Claws. Um, they're basing them on the vanilla um, Space Marine Venerable Dreadnought Power Fist. Okay. It looks like a proper hand. Yeah. So, their question is, should I convert them to be the style of Lightning Claws that are a full Power Fist with Lightning Claws attached to the knuckles, 
or the type with claws that are attached to the fingertips? I'm... You see, I think both are cool, but I, I am a sucker for the ones that are actually the fingers. Um, they're totally impractical from like actual <laughs> um, pers- any perspective as a weapon, <laughs> but I, I just really like them. It's like the... Um, the the uh what was it it was the oh the um chaos lord uh terminator lord model that had a pair of lightning claws like that and i just always fucking love them i've always been i've always been a big fan of the long fingered lightning claws um but that's my, that would be my vote um however um actually doing like more regular lightning claw style ones um because the the existing murder fang ones are kind of like that but they're like a frost um sort of like bladed thing as opposed to being like a regular um, blade like they look like they're made of like rock almost or well, i suppose ice but you know because <laughs> um, uh, the one that snipes got um uh, when she made murder fang she just swapped out the face to not be murder fang's weird potato face and just swapped <laughs> it out for the wolf skull and it honestly just that makes the murder fang model great especially because murder fang on the tabletop if you can get him to your opponent oh my god is he dangerous <laughs> I just got into the habit of just whenever I see him, I just las cannon the fuck out of him before he gets anywhere <laughs> close to me because I've seen what happens when he does get close. But yeah, my my vote goes to 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 finger claws. Okay, they have a a, a follow up bonus question. So their internal law is that this is Murderfang's cooler cousin. <laughs> what should I name him? Oh, um, because uh, because Snipe has a similar thing actually. Uh, hers is called uh, hers is um, Wilhelm. This is his actual name. Um, have you got any ideas? I don't know. I feel like Snipe would say something like homicide tooth or something. <laughs> I'm, I, I don't yeah, know. I can't, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not quite channel cha- homicide molar. Yeah, homicide molar. Yeah, there we go. Uh, homicide molar. That, that's that's what I think that will be Snipe's answer. So, death incisor, death incisor. Yeah, that's pretty good. Well, that does kind of sound like we should be making like a death metal band called Death Incisor. I mean, I'm also all for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, there you go. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, all joking aside, if uh, just go on to like any given like baby name uh, thing and look for like Nordic names. Uh, and that's usually a really good way to find those kind of things. <laughs> I mean, that's a good actual tip. I'm not yeah, sure that's what general, they're after. <laughs> if you need to name anything, like... <laughs> okay, moving on. Octavarian C36. So, I think... Anyway, I'll ask the question first. A succubus, or incubus, with the power to shapeshift into any humanoid form, attempts to seduce you. What form would they take in order to perpetrate their deed? See, this is just, I think this is just them asking us what we're into in the guise of, like, a vaguely Warhammer or fantasy setting. 100% yes. <laughs> um, I am contractually uh, obliged to say my dearest wife, Snipe. Uh, I mean, I have a very similar answer. <laughs> no, to be not exactly the same. <laughs> well, I'm very glad. That would be fucking weird. Um. But if, if, I mean, as with a lot of these questions, if we just ignore that... Yes. I don't know, um, so they'd have a beard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do, I, I honestly uh, I honestly don't know. Uh, I'm, I, 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 I'm always really bad with those kind of questions. 
mm. uh, because it's like so much relies on context. Um, because uh, I mean, it's quite a lot of things. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, for me, it it because it, if they're only taking like they're only taking a shape shift, they don't get a personality, so they have their own personality. And for me, it's more the personality than the looks, anyway. Yeah, as a general rule. So I don't know. They'd have a hard time, to be honest. Unlike me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, we know know what yours will be. It'll be fucking... um, It'll be Daniel Craig from that movie. Oh, yeah. Well, no, it'd just be they'd shapeshift into his accent somehow. (laughs) (laughs) As long as they got the accent, they're good. They're good. (laughs) I don't fucking know. Yeah, sorry, I don't have a good answer for that. (laughs) I like All a thirty-three-year-old right. married man. Like, <laughs> like that, that. Those those questions become far, become like far weirdly like academic. You you end up thinking about them far too much. Is the problem? You don't end up going like like oh, just big titty goth GF. You don't just say that. You know. <laughs> you're, you're like no, actually, uh, I'm going to going to think about this. Cause... <laughs> All right, moving on. Michael, a.k.a. the model railway man, a.k.a. Blue Lava, a.k.a. the one snipe teleported behind in the Bugman's queue at Purge the Pit. <laughs> yes. Um, question one. Have you guys ever tried LARPing? No. Considering both your D&D and Warhammer escapades, it seems like the logical progression, which <laughs> I entirely agree with, but no, I have also not tried. I think we've mentioned before that we both kind of, or all three of us, I think, are kind of keen to give it a go at some point yeah i, I think it, it i i feel that it would be very much something that i would i would probably never do more than once but i but i would be totally open to giving it a shot you know because mm. it seems it seems like just one of those things that, yeah it's just a natural extension of yeah, stuff definitely. that i already do and it's but i'm also kind of a weird socially awkward person that's basically only i only appear like a vaguely normal person um like when say um viewers meet me um or like like when they recognize us at warhammer world or things i only appear vaguely normal due to an uh, a bizarre amount of uh, nervous self-confidence mm. um which is completely i don't know where it comes from um <laughs> because it's it's not real and it is a facade. <laughs> I am anxious all of the time. I'm just saying that I, I, I don't. I, yeah, it's it's all facade. It's all facade. Um, uh, which is why I don't know how well I'd actually get on at a lot uh, because I'd have to be. Like, I, I'm not super good at like doing that, doing the role play kind of things and really committing to it. It's like um, the character of uh, Samuel that I've been playing in the recent campaign has a. He has a voice like. He's 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 my voice, but it's um, you know he speaks like a little bit more more upper class because he is, and mm. he's he's a bit more proper, and he tends to use uh, more precise diction than I do. You know, he he does have it's not a ex- extreme voice, but he does have a voice, and that like took a lot of like egging myself on to actually do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I still haven't I still haven't got to that point yet. Um, because you feel because I, I feel silly doing it. But, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But it, you shouldn't. Because it's because it's like no because this is the character this is what it yeah. does and and I do feel that like if 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 not everyone has to do it but like if some people are doing that then that can really help separate the person from the character as well mm. so 
because you know when it's me talking and when it's Samuel talking. Yeah. Um, except for when I forget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is weird that sometimes I sometimes I end up saying something that's actually just me saying it, but because I've been speaking with the voice for a little <laughs> bit, I end up saying it in the voice and go, "Oh, oh no, actually, yeah. it's weird." Um, but yeah, I don't know if I'd have the confidence to do a LARP <laughs> for that mm. reason, but I I would kind of like to give it a shot. Yeah. I feel like for me, it's one of those things that I could try once and then never do again, but equally likely I could try once and then get really into it. It would just be and your then, thing. Like, yeah, it, it could go that way. Mm. But definitely want to try. Um, question B, a question for the mats, which is convenient. Fortunate. <laughs> um, if you both do end up one day become crotchety old men with a model werewolf set each. <laughs> what do you mean become? We're already half that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, what kind of time period and location would you each make your model railway set in? And then they, they do, they say, don't, don't worry, I am also a crotchety young man <laughs> who is currently planning on having to dismantle my own railway as I don't touch it due to other hobbies and needing the space. Um, I, I would probably um, end up going for the sort of thing that my childhood train set was set around, which was like... Ooh, what sort of... You know what? I'm going to quickly Google this. <laughs> because I had the Flying Scotsman was, like, my main... Oh, uh, okay. Uh, which uh, was from 1862 to 1924. Um, and a lot of the stuff I had was sort of... Was a bit later than that, but I think there... It, it, a bit like we're talking about how um, End of the Fucking World has this sort of weird like idealized kind of thing i think yeah. a lot of train sets kind of sit in this weird idealized yeah, thing where they have yeah. trains from like the 20s and earlier but they tend to be like kind of 50s styled areas but some things are more contemporary but i think yeah uh, i i like the old-fashioned steam locomotives so i'd probably want to theme it around that kind of thing um because they're just cooler and, I w- and if I did, I would absolutely want to get the Flying Scotsman again, because um, that was just that was just the big train that I had as a kid. So I base it around that. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's big sounds... and green. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could... yeah. There's there's definitely more of an appeal for that than there is for like you know getting you know bullet trains or you know things like that. Mm. Like, yeah. I think it's, 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 we've mentioned before, I think, but it's the nostalgia thing, which is can be dangerous, but there's a time and a place, and I think train sets, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would feel so, anyway. Um, also, I'm very annoyed because I've been... Uh, so there's a um, a YouTuber called uh, Do Not Eat who makes videos that are basically um, uh, using city skylines um, to talk about, like, city planning from... Um, a leftist perspective okay uh, and occasionally just talks about trains uh, as well um and because of his videos i was looking at it and going oh is that like a, a 461 or a 462 like oh it's a 462 because it's, it's about how the wheels are arranged mm. and i'm like okay and i think the fact that i know what that is about the um the wheel configuration and how the numbers work probably suggests that I'm probably a little further along the path to becoming a weird old train guy than you at this point. <laughs> All right. Challenge accepted. <laughs> um, right, next up, Brad. 
So this isn't a question. This is just a quick one, and I, this does not, is not going to work at all in the audio form of the podcast that we are recording. Okay, but they were browsing the 40k converters Facebook page. There's a, it's almost like people knew that Snipe wasn't going to be here. Anyway, <laughs> I was browsing the 40k converters Facebook page and came across this. I'm going to send. Is you a it link. the train? It, it is the train. It is a grim yes, dark I'm train. A, yes, I'm in that. I'm, I'm in guess, that group. I'm, I know. Yes, I'm going to send you the link anyway, just so you can look at it again, because it's. So for people who obviously can't see due to this being an audio medium, <laughs> yes, it is a grimdark space train, basically. It's made of a, um, what's the thing at the back, a Turin? No, uh, Tor- the Torox. Torox. Yeah, that's the one. There we go. Between us, we got that. Yeah. There's um, that and a bunch of Sector Mechanicus parts, and the front, I believe, is like the dozer blade from the, from the front of one of the little um, hauler bits of terrain you can get. Um, yeah, I yeah, think it's a, quite possibly the coolest conversion I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is it's, very it's cool. cool. Apparently made by a guy called Leonard Dime. So, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I suppose we should probably credit them. <laughs> it's um, very, it is, it is very cool. I've seen it all painted up as well. And it's oh really? Good. Yeah, yeah. Later, later on, it was painted. So oh that. nice. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's very well done, and they, uh, they should be very proud of what they've done. Yeah. Okay, last submission, Saracenian. Let's go with that. <laughs> um, apologies. <laughs> what is a topic you want to cover the most on Codex Compliant that you haven't gotten to for reasons or another? Oh, okay. Uh, how long you got? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, there's lots of things that um, we... I would lo- like we'd love to like do something with, but it's like logistical concerns, like... Um, wanting to do uh, one of the model retrospectives, um, not least because those videos, for some reason, do way better than all the other ones. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but because the the way we like to do them is to have at least most of the models, or at least a good selection of the models, to actually have yeah. physical ones so we can properly show you them. Uh, I'd love to do some of those on things like the old Chaos, um, like to just do just Chaos in general. But the old Chaos Marines uh, are often so expensive uh, to pick up now. Um, uh, they they were just they're just quite rare, and the good ones because some of them just look fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um, and like I like I, I like old models, but some of them are too goofy even for me. Um, but the really good ones tend not to come up very often, and you end up paying a lot for what is a quite old not very good looking model at the end of the day um so that's that's one i'd like to do uh one that's been on the um to-do list for a long time because we actually fucking foreshadowed it in an early video and then realized that we couldn't really do it um <laughs> or it was going to take a lot more work to do which is um dark millennium the big box set um, mm. and that's because when we got it uh, I managed to get the the box dirt cheap, but it was just missing most of the tokens. Um, but it was most, but it was like supposed to be complete apart from that. Um, but then when I started coming to write it, I realised that there was some stuff in there that I don't think is in the original box, like a couple of cards and things, and a bunch of stuff that is missing that should be there. So I'm like left trying to work out what's actually in it, and I, I need to get like a proper inf- inventory inventory of the actual box and compare it with what i've got and see if we can do something with it because it becomes really complicated of like okay so what of this do we actually need to talk about what do we need to like 
get? What do what do we have that is fine? What what do we don't not have that is fine to not talk about or to just allude to? Like you know, it's 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 a whole thing because if you don't know the Dark Millennium box set um, came out in second edition and was like an expansion, it's one of the rare instances of a Games Workshop box that doesn't contain any models hmm, okay. or even terrain. Like, no sprues in it whatsoever. It was just a bunch of tokens, some templates, um, some data cards, and a book. And that was it. Uh, and that's 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 one. There's a, there's a bunch of others. There's some that, are, you know, we will get to. Um, the the second Realm of Chaos book, which will be the 20th episode, if all goes well. And we've just done the 17th episode, so it's not long. Uh, but that one's going to be... Oh, God, if, if if that takes, like, two months to make, I won't be surprised, because that's a big fucking book. Yeah, it's got a lot in it, um, and of course, there's lots of factions that I'd like to cover. But largely, a lot of the factions we haven't covered is largely because of not being super familiar with them. Um, so we have to learn about them first uh, to really cover them a bit. Um, although I do really want to cover Necrons. I'm just, we're just kind of putting off a little bit um, from doing like third ed Necrons, uh, just because we recently did a video on the Necron models, and so we didn't want to be too repetitive too quickly. Yeah, um, that makes sense. But yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff. Um, but it's yeah, it's all it's all about like trying to space things out correctly as well, because uh, obviously we covered a lot of Space Marine stuff, and so we sort of like. I think we even mentioned it in a video of saying, like, so we're just going to put Space Marines to one side for a while um, because we've done so much, so much with them. Of course, the other thing is expanding into other editions, like um, doing more Rogue Trader stuff would be great, but the books are really fucking expensive to get hold of, and that's one of the big <laughs> problems. Because, uh, I mean, we've got the, we've got the like, two most, most like, hard-to-get-hold-of ones. Although, granted, both of them are now available at Warhammer World, so, you know... If you can, which you can buy for thirty five quid. So it's, you know, if you if you just want them, then they're quite easy to get hold of now. But we've got original copies because of a very very generous donation by a gentleman called Storm Knight, um, who <laughs> sent them to us, and it was like, okay, cool, thank you. But uh, we've also got the original Rogue Trader book that I'd like to do something with as well. Um, partially because uh, we've obviously done the Rogue Trader videos where we were like picking things at random from from like the main book as well as other stuff, but I'd like to do something with the main book that might end up being a really big episode as well, um, because I think a lot of people talk about Rogue Trader, in- us included, in this sort of abstracted manner that doesn't really deal with what the actual game was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because, for one, it's more it's closer to D&D than a war game. Uh, how, how you would think of a war game now um it, it's more like about forging a narrative and and like balance is is more about how things feel to you as the player than actually being no we want two forces that are exactly the same because that's balance because it's balanced for tournament play it's not you know uh it's none of that it's it's made like that but the core mechanics of it there's a lot of things that are different like you know things have to be facing the right way and when you get into vehicles, they get to a ludicrous amount of complication. And there's lots of little things about like psychology and how grenades work and a million little weird things about it. But the raw core mechanics of moving and the basic shooting things are remarkably similar to the present day. It's actually really weird. Like when I first read the book and I was just kind of just overwhelmed by everything that was in it. 
I was like, oh, this is nothing like modern 40K. But uh, when, I, when I actually got a physical copy of it, because I, I found it a lot easier to read a physical copy than just reading like a PDF or what have you. Um, I was like looking through it and I was going, you know, actually, this is more, way more complicated, obviously, because it has a lot of other extraneous bits on it. But the core mechanics aren't that different. It's actually kind of weird how the core mechanics haven't actually changed that much in, like, 33 years. <laughs> it's uh, it's bizarre. But I'd love to do something with that and, like, deal with that kind of stuff. Um, that episode would be less of a, oh, hey, this is the funny thing. This is uh, Obi-Wan Sherlock Clouseau. This is fucking, you can fight a tree. Um, but more, like, how this stuff actually works. Uh, but yeah, again, yeah. That, that's the, I think, I guess, because I'm, I'm, I'm just waffling now, but um, I think what what the real thing is, most of the videos that we'd like to do are either stuff that is difficult to do because getting hold of the things we need for it are either difficult because they're incredibly rare or they're incredibly expensive. <laughs> um, or it's stuff that is going to be a really big episode, so we kind of save those for milestones. And even then, oh god, they are such a big undertaking. I I lost like a month and a half of my fucking life, um, getting uh, doing the bits that I was doing on um the Realm of Chaos Slaves to Darkness, because that was that. I mean, that's a twenty minute long video, and just cross referencing everything in there because there's just. There is so much information that you stop being able to process it. Um, there's just too much. Like, because you, you have to go through this, like, several hundred page book and go, what's important in here to, like, tell people? And every page has got four things on it you want to tell someone about. So, <laughs> it, yeah. Oh, God. Um, so if I disappear for, like, a, in a couple of months... Uh, <laughs> And just don't. I'm not online, and when I when I do appear, I seem to just be shrieking into the void on Twitter or what have you. <laughs> It'll be because I'm doing that episode uh, and going slightly nuts. Okay, um, good to know. So, yeah. Good to know. Um, second question: Are you looking forward to the Angels of Death animation that G Dub's putting out? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, seems good. I, I, I we've not seen really enough of it to know how it's gonna like feel like yeah, we, a, watch, we watched the uh it's like a minute long trailer yeah it looks uh, all right there yeah, was at one decent. point there was someone it did sound a little bit like they the script told them that they had to shout but they were also very aware that they were recording it in a room next door to someone who was trying to sleep <laughs> so they were having to shout quietly yeah but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be bad by any means so no, you know, I mean, what are they? What are they putting it out on? Like, is it a, just an online thing? You know, I they? actually don't know because it's being made by. Um, is, I think this is the one that's being made by the same guy that was doing the web series uh, Hell's Reach. So it's it, it is like uh, you know someone who was doing a hobby thing uh, that mm. has been made. They, they've then had their abilities made and official, as it were. Okay, well, that's cool. Uh, which, which is really cool. And like, what, oh, I feel what I feel is... bad. I feel bad having a little jokey dig at it. Then <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know how much support um, he's got from Games Workshop. I think that's something okay. we'll probably never know until you know until many years time. Um, yeah. But like I, you know, I'm I'm hopeful, like because uh, you know it looks it looks like it could be fun. Uh, but I, you know, that's the thing with trailers, like um, you don't know. And I think 40k is, 
I think if if it was a trailer for anything else, I'd probably be a lot more um, hyped for it. But uh, having seen a bunch of adaptations of 40k stuff, I'm so aware of how difficult it is to adapt into just a straight narrative Mm. um, that you can put on screen. It tends to not work super great. So um, I really hope it's good. Um, I have faith in the guy doing it. Um, So yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see. Like I say, I hope it's good. I want it to be good. And what we've seen looks Mm. good. Yeah. Um, I think it's just, I think it's just my cynicism bleeding through. Like, you know, uh, I, I've, I've watched fucking, uh, I've, I've watched Ultramarines. I've watched Inquisitor. I've watched fucking Damnatus. Like, you know, (laughs) I, I've, I've seen, I, I have seen 40k made, made into an actual, like, watchable product. And it's generally not gone super great. So I, I, I think I can't help but retain more cynicism than I probably should about it. <laughs> All right, very last thing. Okay. So, also, since I recall hearing others emailing about recommendations and you guys griping about anime that always ends up putting you off for having certain issues... I thought I'd make recommendations for anime that you guys might enjoy that specifically have nothing weird or sleazy going on and all starring female protagonists. Okay. So we have a... I think I, I think I might have missed off some words there, so apologies if that didn't make sense. <laughs> it made sense to me when I read it. Um, so yeah, we've got three three anime recommendations. Um, as as uh, other times with anime recommendations... I haven't watched them, so I'm <laughs> recommending them on behalf of Saracenian. Hopefully they're good, but yes. Anyway, so very quickly. Mobile Police Pat Labour? Pat Labour? Pat Labour, I'm sure. Okay. It's a police comedy set in the near future where giant robots have become common industrial tools and the main characters are a put-upon group of police squads specialising in deal with dealing with mecha-related crime. Think Brooklyn Nine Nine, but with giant robots. I mean, that's that, that, that sounds that's great. A, yeah, that, I can't, I can't really argue with that as a as a as a pitch. Yeah, sure. Um, next up, carried by the wind. Oh, okay, all the apologies. I won't be able to pronounce various Japanese names. They will definitely be wrong. Um, carried by the wind. Sukikage ran. Yes. Sure. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's a cool samurai lady and a Chinese martial arts girl doing fun episodic adventures in feudal Japan, inspired by classic Chanbara slash samurai movies. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Sounds interesting. Yeah. And then finally, keep your hands off Aizuken, a currently airing show about three goofy high school kids trying to make an animated feature together. Which apparently has a very fun art style in the sort of Miyazaki vibe, which is actually its main inspiration. Okay. Well, but yeah. I mean, yeah. Go. I'll I'll, um, I'll pass those over to Snipe as well because she's the uh, she's she's the more anime person. Yeah. I think of, yeah. of the uh, of the group here because uh, I I have basically uh, my my brain um, ha- has this problem where I I try and watch anime and unless it is. Gurren Lagging, Kill the Kill, um, fucking Mob Psycho, or like Jojo, um, my brain just, I, I, I just apparently can't watch, I just don't ever watch the rest of it. Mm. So, 
Um, this is a failing on my part. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'd say I've seen Pokemon, but I feel like that gives me less credit for anime <laughs> rather than more. Well, it depends. Did, I you watch quite... it? did you watch it in its original Japanese or did you? I, uh... I didn't. I, I rushed. I, I I rushed home from work from home school. Sorry, as a junior school kid or whatever I it was think to I... get there in time. I honestly think that was a that was a slip. So, you were telling us the truth there. You rushed home from work <laughs> yeah. to watch Pokemon. Well, I mean, I don't even know if it's still on like live TV. That I does live TV that I have to sit down at a certain time for even exist anymore. Like that just seems ridiculous nowadays. I am assured by the time that I, whenever I go round to any family member's house, that it does still exist. <sighs> just oh, why why? Oh, okay, I mean, fine. There's something to say, I guess, about everyone watching the same thing at the same time and then chatting about it the day after. Fine, you know but it just seems is, weird. <laughs> it it does like I I think there is uh, it's a bit like how uh, you know even even from the kind of dislocated way of doing it on the internet, it's one of the things like you know Picard coming out like one episode at a time. It means people are talking about it, and the day mm. comes out, it's like a topic. Whereas yeah. if it was when stuff is like just kind of squirted out, and it's like you can just watch it all of it whenever you want. Um, but it does tend to end up with that situation where everyone watches it in like a week and then it basically doesn't exist after mm. that. Or some people don't watch it for a little while because they're like, well, you know, I can watch this whenever I'll get around to it at some point. I've done that with a few shows. So I'm mm. like, well, I can watch it all. But it's not like everyone's watching it together and everyone's going to talk about it together. So I'll just watch it in a bit and then sometimes not get around to it. Yeah, there is something to be said for, so... you know, we are at the end of the day, human. we're humans. We're like social animals, like... Mm. And, and experiencing media together is is quite pleasant. You know, it, it's why I, it's one of the things that I think makes um, you know Star Wars quite you know pleasant is because everyone it becomes that big thing and everyone goes watch it and he goes and yeah. watches it and it becomes like this kind of shared experience. Uh, in this case, uh, with Rise of Skywalker, a shared frustration, granted, but at least we're all doing that together rather than just me just shouting into the void. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's all. Oh, actually, on that topic of the Miyazaki vibe of that last one, um, for anyone who's in the UK, all of the Miyazaki Ghibli films are all bit getting put on Netflix as of the start of February, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I've got a vague. I picked up somewhere, and I'm not sure if this is true. So citation needed. But I think actually a lot of other international places as well. I think everywhere except the states, it might be on Netflix. That's of February, okay. although I'm not 100% sure on that, but definitely the UK. They're all getting put on Netflix, which I'm very excited for. Yeah, I might actually see some more of them, because I've only seen a couple of them. Um, I've seen, seen quite a few, but definitely not all of them. Mm. I, again, like this is one of the things, I I, I, I should watch more anime. Uh, and, and, not, and not just in like a kind of jokey way, uh, like actually legit, because there's a lot of good stuff that I, I just don't get around to watching. And like the fact that I've seen like... I think I think of the Miyazaki stuff I've seen like fucking Spirited Away and Howl's Moving Castle and that's like it. Mm. Like they're really good. Like I'm not going to yeah, say they're they're great. <laughs> I just never got around to watching any of the other ones. Yeah, I've seen ooh, I reckon eight of them and I think there's 20 something of them. I mean, how, fu- how fucking bad is it? I've uh, like I've seen I watched the entirety of the Witchblade anime. Yeah, I've not fucking seen <laughs> like Fucking well, what's a, what's a Miyazaki one that's, that like everyone likes? I like my the first one I saw, so I've got a soft spot for this. Is a uh, Ponyo. Yes, that, I was trying to remember the name of that one because that's the fish one, isn't it? Yeah, Ponyo yeah. on a cliff by the sea. I think is its yeah. full 
well, obviously full English title. So yes, um, I've watched the Witchblade anime, but not Ponyo, which I think <laughs> it speaks to something deeply wrong with my soul. <laughs> yeah, well, that's your homework for next time. You have to watch watch at least one Ghibli. You're sending me away to watch one anime. Yes. I think I might yeah. be able to manage that. Yeah, it will be into February the next episode, so mm. it will all be on Netflix. So yeah. Oh, you got to, you'll have a couple of episodes of Picard to watch as well. Yes, yes, I will, and I will come back and discuss. <laughs> um, and then we'll, we'll bore snipe with our with our Star Trek <laughs> and train conversations. I, d- I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying to get her to watch Picard because uh, uh, she she's got a soft spot for next gen. So I'm, I'm hoping I can. Uh, I can get I can get her in on this one. Yeah, I feel like Patrick Stewart is a um, a big draw. Oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so that's it for questions and stuff, isn't it? Yes, that is all of them. Well, uh, damn it, we just did a podcast. Yeah. Uh, so um, this was the Matt and Matt hour that lasted for <laughs> nearly two, um, which importantly is not three. So it's better than the last fucking episode. <laughs> Honestly, uh, fucking whoever got through the entirety of the last episode, oh, well you, are, done. you are troopers. I, we owe you, I think. I'm not sure what. <laughs> I'm not sure what, yeah. I don't have much money. Um, like, I didn't get through the whole three hours without zoning out at some point, so. <laughs> Do you mean listening to it or recording it? Both. There you go. Just think, just think how much I was zoning out editing the bits I did. Yeah. That was one of the ones where we we were like, okay, you're editing this bit, or editing that bit. Like, we can't just do this all at once because that, yeah, oh, that's too much. Um, but yes, uh, Snap should be back next week uh, as normal. And if uh, if you want want to send her any any nice pictures of your pets or what have you on Twitter, I'm sure she would very much appreciate that. And I hope, and that would probably make her feel a little better. Because yep. animals are cool. Yep. I, don't, I think that great. will be the controversial hot take that I feel like ending this podcast on. Good. Solid. Yep. yep. So thank you very much for listening. And thank you very much, Matt, for um, doing this slightly unusual podcast with me. Yeah, it was a bit scary, but I think we did good. Yeah, yeah. It turns out that um, it's it's quite possible to just talk with your friends for quite a while, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's almost as if we've known each other for a while. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> a slightly scary amount of our lives when you start thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, let's not. Yeah, um, let's, let's not go All right then, that. friend. Goodbye. Goodbye. And friends, goodbye. Goodbye, all you lovely people at home. <laughs> <laughs>